Welcome to HR Bytes, a podcast and video series to bring you stories of HR professionals who bring a think globally and act locally digital HR agenda to their work. Everyday people who are driving digital transformations in their organizations, data-driven and future-fit digital HR leaders. This is your host, Jay Pulaki, and today's guest is as global as we can get. Andrew Sadie is a human resources and digital transformation executive with more than 15 years of experience with public and private multinationals and international organizations. Andrew currently leads the talent mobility and employer branding programs at Seagate Technology in Paris. Welcome to the show, Andrew. So happy to have you here today. Thanks a lot, Jay. Thank you for having me. So I'm going to start with that dreaded interview question. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Andrew. Uh, sure. So uh, I, as you said, I've been working in HR for many years. Uh, my area of specialty and passion is mostly HR technologies, and I've been in these for, for a few years now. Uh, I was based in the U.S. I moved to Paris a few weeks ago, a few months ago. Uh, and uh, I'm leading talent mobility and employer branding at Seagate, which is an American company uh, and a leader in data storage. Uh, data storage. Wonderful. Well, how's the weather in Paris? It is warm at the moment, which is unusual because we've had a few cold weeks. Wow. Yeah, it's snowing here right now, so I don't envy you that weather. <laughs> <laughs> or rather, I do envy you that weather. <laughs> All right. Um, so, Andrew, uh, you are kind of the living example of the think globally and act locally HR agenda that we are all in need of uh, during this time in our lives as well as in our work lives. How has the pandemic affected your HR uh, function, especially in the organizations that you worked with? And, um, you know, do you think that it has fast tracked tech adoption or do you think it has slowed down tech adoption in our function? I think that the pandemic has affected HR more than any other function in organizations, because I think suddenly with the pandemic, HR functions have been in the spotlight, in the limelight with everything that we've been doing, the programs, the agility, the flexibility, uh, and all these uh, measures that we have taken. Uh, in terms of adoption of programs, I think technology has definitely been one of the programs that has been uh, expedited by the pandemic. Uh, along other along other programs as well, like well-being and flexibility at work and new ways of working. Uh, because of the pandemic, a lot of HR programs that had been stalling for some time, like talent marketplaces, like recognition of employees uh, socially rather than one-on-one, -on -one, uh, have also been, been expedited by the pandemic. The fact that we're all working from home, that we're all remote, uh, Today, maybe I can't say we're all remote because I know that in many countries, people are starting to slowly go back to the office, but still a big number of employees are, are remote. Uh, so I think technology has been, has been a savior in making sure that people can connect, they can make things happen remotely, uh, and, and that people could be uh, working efficiently with one another across, across geographies and time zones. 
Absolutely. Uh, do you see there is a vast difference between uh, how workplaces are adopting and adapting during this time here in the U.S. versus where you are right now in Paris, since you work in both areas? I, I think that the approach to the pandemic has been slightly different depending on where you are, whether you're in the U.S., EMEA, or in Asia. Uh, Seagate has a big footprint in all these three regions, from, uh, of course, a big hub in the U.S. to a presence in EMEA and a, a very big employee-based presence in, in Asia. Uh, and across these regions, the approach to coming back to work has, has differed. Uh, first, because of local regulations. Here in France, uh, we're still in uh, a kind of a lockdown, which is a curfew after 6 p.m. Uh, in the UK, I'm sure you're following the news, it's the same. In the US, things have now been relaxed. So I think it's a mix of where are we ready to go back to the office and where we are not. The one thing that is constant across geographies is that organizations like Seagate uh, have put in place a lot of safety measures to make sure that whether someone is going back to the office uh, or not, if they come back to the office, they make it in a secure and safe manner uh, for them and for their colleagues. Uh, and, and I think this is this is something that is common across geographies. That is an interesting insight because, you know, uh, we all know the lockdowns have been different across the world and the way people have reacted and adapted to the lockdowns also has been very different across the world. And I'm sure the HR data that is coming out of all of these experiences is so myriad and so different across the globe. How are you uh, using HR data during this time in, in your department? Not specifically to the company you work in, but maybe if you could throw some light on how all of this data is going to impact the work that we do in the future, especially in our department. Uh, you know, one of the reasons why I was interested in joining Seagate is the leadership that Seagate has in data. Uh, we say that Seagate crafts the data sphere and everything around us is data. I think that also extends to HR data. There is, uh, as you said, a myriad of, of points, data points that we gather uh, on employees, uh, on career development, on what they're doing, on the projects that they're taking uh, on a regular basis, whether they're at the office or not, you know, their approach to working remotely, uh, uh, you know, uh, there is data now also on employee well-being based on the, the number of hours that they spend online. Uh, and I think all this data is coming together with a strong data analytics function. I know that at Seagate, we're spending uh, 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 an important uh, time and money on, on making sure that we have stellar data analytics. Uh, my previous company at Schneider, I know that we also had a very strong data analytics uh, function. Uh, and all that is to tell you that at the end of the day, we need to make sure that we take decisions and we make we launch pro programs and we make uh, strategies based on data, based on what is happening, what could be done better, and, and where we want to get. And all that has to do with, with data. And in this digital first and data first agenda, you know, people are make the, are the crux of it, right? Without people, none of this agenda is going to uh, take root. Um, how do you think your social network, your social capital within the organization has helped you kind of, um, you know, scale innovation within the HR function, you know, bring new, uh, new ideas to the fore and bring new technology to the function? Um, how has that worked for you, your, you know, your network within and outside your organization? 
organization? Yeah, that's a great question, Tori. You know, I'm not gonna link it to the pandemic because I think this is a question that sort of transcends, uh, transcends the, the pandemic. Uh, your social network is very essential to get things done, uh, whether within the same organization or outside of this organization. Uh, and, you know, this is, uh, if last week was my hundredth day at, at Seagate and it's, a, it's so far has been a great ride. And one of the first things that I've been doing is connecting, connecting with others, making sure that I build bridges, making sure that I have these networking connections and calls, uh, because these are the people who you can rely on to get things done, whether today or six months down the road or maybe in five years. Uh, and that is the same that I was doing before at Schneider, whether internally within the organization or outside. So I think in general, uh, it is very important to have a network. It's very important to grow your network. I always tell my, my teams and my direct reports that they need to spend at least 10, 15% of their time on networking. Because that, for, I know that for many leaders, this might be you know, wasted time. But for me, I think that this is definitely something that you can eventually bank on. It is an investment uh, in, in these relationships in order to, to get to the deliverables that you need. Absolutely, especially when we are in HR and we need technology support, making those connections with our technology buddies in the organization are so essential right now, right? So important, yeah. so important. And you know, now I think it's even harder than before, and we all need to double down on our efforts. Uh, you know, I remember a time, it feels now like a long time ago, when we used to go to the office and there was uh, the water cooler discussions and you had the canteen discussions, uh, and, and all of it, this is gone now for many of us. So I think it is important to make sure that you uh, find time to make these connections and networking uh, online at the moment and, and, you know, through video conferencing. Absolutely. And, you know, you already mentioned that networking is essential, but what's one piece of advice you have for our HR colleagues and HR professionals who are looking to adopt or adapt to technology in their function? Um, you know, it could be a piece of technology that's new to them, or it's a, it's a technology that's been present in their organization that they haven't used to their fullest, uh, to its fullest capabilities. So what's one piece of advice you have for them? Yeah, I think the one piece of advice that I would have for them is not everything that shines is gold. Uh, and if you're trying to adapt a new technology, make sure that your heart is in the right place. And for me, that right place is the return on investment. There's so many, and I can assure you, you know, I get on a, on a daily basis, I get approached by so many different business developers and sales managers on LinkedIn wanting to set their HR technology. I think the HR technology space is now varied and very rich in, in, in the, the offer and the data uh, and the uh, value proposition for many is very interesting. However, not many of them bring you the value and bring the value for the organization. So my advice is act like an owner. If you buy anything in your personal life, we make this decision personally based on what value does it bring us. Do the same. Act like an owner in your organization and do the same. And Ask yourself this question, if getting this technology is going to make the life of your employees, of your managers, of HR better or not, and if the answer is not overwhelmingly yes, then do something else. You don't have to buy everything that shines. Great advice. Wonderful. 
So, you know, you've been front and center in uplifting our employee uh, morale and, and empowering our organizations to lead and kind of remain competitive in the global HR space. Um, what uh, can HR as a function do to prepare us for this increased, um, you know, hybrid workplace environment that we are kind of, we've been thrown into, right? But it's here to kind of stay, as you said earlier, you know, I think going to the office will be a little less than working, you know, uh, virtually. And, and so how do you think we as an HR function can help, uh, you know, our employees uh, work through this and, and be the best and bring the best to the workplace? I like this question. About a year ago, I was asked the same question. And just to show you how much has changed in a year, my answer was three things, digital, digital, and digital. Uh, because back then it was all about digital. We were pivoting, we were making these changes, the pandemic was still at the beginning. And what we needed is, is really to pivot in order to, to make sure that things are working. Now that most companies, at least the big companies, have pivoted and the HR teams in these companies have you know, put in place the right things in order for things to work smoothly, more or less. Uh, now I think the time is to shift from digital and start thinking about leadership again. Uh, as you said in, in you know, asking the question, we're all working remotely and this has brought a lot of strains on people, on well-being, on mental health, on secure, you know, insecurities. And so I think it is very important for HR to start preparing their companies on how can leaders manage teams remotely? What has changed? What changes when you manage someone remotely? How are you going to recognize someone at distance? How are you going to make sure that they feel valued, that they feel that their well-being is respected, that their mental health is in check? Uh, and I think in order to do that, leadership should be should be at the center again and hr is the one to to bring this about absolutely my husband received a package in the mail from his company during the midst of the pandemic um, just because they wanted to say hello uh, so they sent him a coffee mug um, of course a lanyard i don't know why they sent him a lanyard because he's never going to go into a physical space for uh, for a long time but then in addition to that there was a signed card from uh, the head of the you know the division that he reports into uh, who heads all of europe and uh, and the US and and the card was handwritten and it simply said thank you for all the work that you've been do doing during this time and we hope that you and your family are doing well it was just that and you know it was so touching uh, amidst all the materialistic things that were sent that one card really made the connection right it was so heartwarming to see that they took the time to handwrite the note and send it so that that really again i'm sure hr was the driver behind that you know making that connection because most i would say most leaders in organizations that are not really global kind of have lost touch with that particular human connection piece and so bringing that back into uh the the scheme of things is a, is a big challenge for hr especially in smaller organizations yeah i love that and i'm pretty sure that your husband is not looking for another job at the moment uh, <laughs> well yeah and this is the power of these you know personal touches and this new and empathetic type of leadership uh, and I think it is needed in this new context that we're we're in. Absolutely. 
So this brings us to the uh, funner part of our conversation today. It's our uh, fun question connection round. Um, so who's one person in the HR technology space that you've connected with um, in the past year or so that you think everyone in HR tech should know? Uh, in the HR technology space, um, I don't have someone specific in mind in the HR technology space, but I, I recently met someone in the HR space uh, who's very interested in HR technology and has uh, a view on HR technology and a way to drive, drive things and move things forward. Uh, and, that is the, the, and that person is the CHRO of, uh, of Seagate. And the reason why I moved to Seagate uh, so the, the person's name is Patricia Frost, uh, and one of, you know, a very strong, very strong leader, very impressive leader, very, uh, a leader with really a mission and a vision. So Patricia was, uh, a U.S. Army general wow. with two stars. So pretty, pretty high in the, in the U.S. Army, uh, leading thousands of men and women. Uh, she's led cybersecurity technology for the surveillance piece. Uh, she's led the intelligence technology piece of the army. So a lot of tech, uh, tech roles where, where uh, you know, leadership in, in the army was, was required. Uh, and then decided that she wants to make uh, a change and move into the, the private sector. Uh, and... Uh, was able to because of her leadership was able to to land this chro role uh and it's you know it's very eye-opening to see the way that she's leading the function that she's transforming it bringing in new technologies i mean with her leadership we changed the ats we changed our hcm we uh, launched a talent marketplace uh and now we're working on a digital alumni program and a lot more. Uh, and I think this is the reason why I'm giving you this example is you don't have to be an expert on HR technology in order to make your mark in this space. I think this is something that a lot of HR leaders are at the moment struggling with. My background is not in HR technology. How am I going to make my mark? Uh, and I think everyone could. You just need to have an open mind to listen, to make sure that you have this empathetic leadership uh, that I was speaking about a few minutes ago. Uh, so for me, you know, Patricia is definitely one of the most impressive people that I met in, in the last year uh, in the HR space in general. Very inspiring. Uh, you know, the combination of Army and HR makes me really want to know Patricia more. So we'll link her, uh, you know, a, a LinkedIn profile. I'm sure she has one for the audience to connect as well. So thank you for that connection. That's awesome. So what's your favorite HR podcast? I know you're all uh, into podcasts. So tell me it's HR Bytes and <laughs> what's the other one? <laughs> uh, HR Bytes for sure. Uh, and I like a podcast uh, out of India that is called uh, People Hum. Oh, okay. uh, it is, uh, it's also very, uh, it's, it's small bites. It's, uh, it's you know, very open. It's transparent. It's, uh, it's an easy conversation. Uh, and I, I very much like the, the HR uh, leaders that they invite. Uh, they're always very nicely picked. 
Awesome. We'll link that as well in the show notes for the audience. Wonderful. Do you have a favorite LinkedIn learning or HR uh, e-learning webinar that you think everyone in HR technology or wanting to be in HR technology should watch and learn from? I have more than one. Uh, the first one that comes to mind is uh, Future Workplace. Uh, so it's, a, it's an advisory organization that does this great work. Uh, it's led by Gene Meister, who's one of the you know, leaders in the HR tech space. Uh, and they do great work on the future of, of HR and the future of HR tech. So we're talking about AI, machine learning, uh, and you know, really the future of, of HR tech. Uh, I also like uh, Josh Burson's uh, HR Tech Workshop. Uh, it's uh, five, six weeks. It's a learning over five, six weeks. Uh, but it really ties together, you know, all the different pieces that, uh, that HR Tech people need to, to learn about. Wonderful. And we link that in the show notes as well for the audience. So thank you. So given the upheaval of all things work and life, um, you know, what's one workplace trend that you think is here to stay? Other than the Zoom shirt, of course. Uh, for me, one workplace trend is flexibility. And I think that sort of transcends different pieces of the HR, HR space. I think we're going to have flexibility in where we work. We're going to have flexibility in the way we work. We're going to have flexibility in how we get things done. Uh, and I think this flexibility is, is here to stay. Uh, and, and permeate different pieces of our work life. Wonderful. And I know you give back to the community and the HR community through your philanthropic work, as well as, you know, coming on shows like mine. How else do you enjoy giving back to the HR community? In many ways. One, I, I definitely like to give back with time and, uh, and knowledge. Uh, and I also take back from the community because I also reach out to a lot of people asking questions and, you know, they're, you know, great, gracious to answer them. Uh, but for me, definitely time is, is one of, and knowledge is one of these ways. Uh, I always answer whenever someone reaches out on LinkedIn asking, you know, we see that you did that. Can you tell us a bit more? Uh, I also participate to some of these uh, events and conferences. I think it's important to share the knowledge uh, and also, you know, ask and answer some of these questions. I learned some from some of your questions today, and I do that in in general. Uh, so th this is, you know, one of these uh, one of these ways in which I give back. Well, thank you for everything that you do for the community and, you know, for, you know, the sharing of knowledge, which is so essential today, uh, virtually. And, uh, you know, our virtual platforms are helping us do that so much. So thank you for that. Um, how would you like our audience to connect with you? What's the best way for them to connect with you online? The best way would be LinkedIn. Uh, it's actually the only way that I use. So uh, I'd be happy to connect on LinkedIn. Absolutely. So thank you, Andrew. Uh, I really appreciate you taking the time and sharing your experience during this time in the HR tech space with us. And I'm sure our audience has learned a lot from this conversation as well. And lots of what you said resonates with them too. I'm sure of that. So thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks a lot, Jay. I appreciate it. And audience, thank you so much for joining us today. I look forward to bringing you more such global HR tech stories. Take care. Bye-bye.